Yeah, you guys are in and out. Well, you sound really, really good now. Only when she's not frozen. Oh, that's true. Oh, then we just don't hear He's her so at diffy. all. Ready to start? Ready. Scott, okay, I'm going to try and muddle through. The guys are cutting out on me. Okay. Are you on? Yeah, we had, go. we had two people who were streaming movies. And so uh, they're not doing that now. So we're the only person who's streaming. So we should be much better. Maybe. Okay, yeah, you sound a little better now. Give it a countdown. Okie dokie. Five, four, three, two, one. Look at them, madam. Have you ever in your entire life seen anything so beautiful? I'm sorry, I don't know anything about stamps. Oh. This is the gentle art of philately, otherwise known as stamp collecting. Here's a pile of stamps carefully culled from swap meets and garage sales. Rufus, what are you thinking of? Oh, I was just thinking of all the years I've wasted collecting stamps. Oh, like stamp collecting. Oh, that's all right. That's quite a nice hobby, that. Yes, but it's not enough. Don't you understand? I'm lonely. I'm so terribly lonely. All right, Homer. You beat those stamp Nazis with good old-fashioned American complaining. Oh, if it weren't for you, we'd be at the mercy of weekend philatelists. You know, why didn't you just say stamp collectors? Because I'm tired of dumbing myself down for you. From Spain and two from Japan. I got a couple from Israel and Azerbaijan. I got a plenty from Poland, but none from Sudan or from Fiji or Uzbekistan. Stamp collecting happens when we dream together. What episode are we on? 177. You don't have the script? Just, no. Well, just so you know, there's 177 up on top and 178 down below. 178 is for next week. Okay, I didn't think we had a script. That's why I didn't bother to pull it up. <laughs> you told me there was no script. Well, we need an intro. Oh, I know. I think I can do that. Yeah, I can do you just that. Gotta, you just got to wing it. Uh-huh. Okay, wing it. Welcome to Stamp Show here today, episode number 177. Hold on. Where are we from? I don't know. Where are we from? Outer space. Wing it. <laughs> we don't have a script. If you don't have the script up, he's got the Charlotte, West Virginia Tube Sock Museum, if you want to run with that. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, you might want to pull up the script. Okay, I pulled up the script, and now I see episode 175. Yeah, wait for it to refresh for a moment. That's because you weren't here for two weeks. No, it should... Yeah, okay, it's reloading. Hold on. Yep, it'll refresh to 177. Sinking... Uh I, t- I have T, M, G, and D on here. I'm T-M-G counting it down. That sounds like a terrible virus. Five, four, three, two, one. Oh, yeah! Zell zone, yo, macaron. Yeah, macaron, no, the chagaron, chagaron. Live from the Charlotte, West Virginia.
at West Virginia Tube Sock Museum. This is the award-winning stamp show here today, episode number 177. I'm Cash. I don't know if my ceiling is the best ceiling, but it's up there. Ouch. I'm Scott, and Cash told me I was gullible, and I believed him. And this is Mark. <laughs> and this is Mark. And I want to acknowledge and welcome all the new stamp collectors out there to the hobby and to tell you that we at Stamp Show here today are ready, willing, and able to provide you with accurate information and questionable advice. <laughs> Better than questionable well, information. Well, that, that sums up our whole show. This is Tom. Cocktails are tricky because they taste like juice, but then you can't walk. I'm so glad Cash isn't writing these anymore. <laughs> They've gotten a lot better. And I understand Mr. Stone. My dentist said I need a crown, and I was like, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, today is National Do Your Podcast Without Script Day, and in celebration, we are sitting here staring at Scott. <laughs> so, Scott, what are we talking about? Uh, let me grab Mr. Encyclopedia. Okay. And open here up we to go, a random here we go. page. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Souvenir sheets. Souvenir sheets. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. I can certify that that was a random open. That was about <laughs> as random as you get. He's about 25% of the way through the book. Yeah, how are you 25% of the way through the book and you hit S? Uh, it's not alphabetical. Oh, okay. <laughs> Great encyclopedia <laughs> you got there. It's a, it's a different an, kind of book. It's anti-encyclopedia. Yeah. Okay, souvenir sheets. Go for it. Uh, let's see. Souvenir, souvenir sheets had been traditionally associated with major philatelic events. Indeed, such souvenir sheets were issued from 1971 to 2000, including American Bicentennial, Canadian International Philatelic Exhibition 78, and World Stamp Expo 89. These are U.S. souvenir sheets. The interville sheets were the first not to not include or reflect the fact that they were issued to honor a major stamp show. By the 1990s, the concept of souvenir sheet expanded to include soccer championships, Norman Rockwell, cycling, and space. And these are 20th century souvenir sheets of the United States. Well, let's discuss 19th century souvenir sheets very quickly. Let's address that really fast. There were some? I don't think so. That's yeah, why we're not in the U.S. Yeah. yeah, that's a quick conversation. <laughs> that is a very quick conversation. Okay, done with 19th century. <laughs> yeah. Well, would uh, so so who can tell me what the first U.S. souvenir sheet was? Uh, Scott six thirty, right? Scott six thirty, which was the White, White Plains. Plains sheet for the fifth International Philatelic Exhibition. Hold on, hold on, no. Let's, no, the th let's think about it third. for a second. That was the third, right? Philosophically. A souvenir sheet is a sheet which is not full size. And is it is a souvenir of an event. Oh, yeah, that would throw it off. Because I was thinking the AEF book is a non, is a smaller it's sheet. It's a booklet pane. Right, it's a smaller sheet. No, it's a booklet pane. No, it's a smaller sheet. No, it was bound in a booklet. It was, so were all the other ones. Souvenir sheets were never bound in booklets. Uh, what about the uh, and souvenir the commemorating a uh, bookbinding souvenir the sheet? Jeez, <laughs> the AEF panes were also printed in sheets that were cut. No, but what killed the AEF sheets in my head was you're right; they have to commemorate something. So, is there a commemorative stamp that was issued in two formats, like a normal format and a non-normal format? 
yeah, the World Cup Soccer Championship. No, no, no. I mean, I mean before the White Plain Sheet. Oh, no. So the White Plain Sheet is actually the first souvenir sheet. Yeah. I mean, we can't stretch the definition and find something else that fits. No. There are no smaller. I mean, you have booklet panes and that's it. Yeah, but they weren't commemorating anything. Right. Or were they? No. No, you're right. There weren't any. They were commemorating staplers, I think. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. What about, what about the Pan Ams? It, they weren't in a different They were not format. in a different format. They were issued in sheets. Yeah, so you have the sheet, but to be a souvenir sheet, you it would be like if you issued it in a sheet of 50 or 60. I think they were in like 60 sheets, right? They were some weird size. Weren't they? I'd have to check on that one. Yeah, okay, so either 50 or 60. And then you have another sheet that's like 10 or 20 or something like that. That would be it. Okay, so let's talk about White Plains sheet. So... What was well, it? What was it commemorating? Well, it, it commemorated the international exhibition in the 1930s, the once a decade huge international exhibition that we have here in the United States. Mm. And uh, they were actually printed by a model printing press on the grounds of the exhibition. And they used four different plates, and uh, they were only printed at the exhibition. They weren't printed at the Bureau of Engraving and Printing. And they were a different format. They were sheets of 25, I believe, right? Sheets of 25. The yeah. right, and uh, the, the same stamp was actually issued in sheets of 100 uh, by the Bureau of Engraving and Printing. And, yeah, this, this sheet, actually the collector should watch out for this sheet because it has a, the way they are not faked. No, but a lot of times the margins are trimmed right. to make them... Well, because they kind of, they're larger items, so they kind of get a little dog-eared after uh, a number of years. And uh, so, yes, you need to make sure that they have not been additionally trimmed to reduce the salvage and clean up the edges. And you can tell it on two sides by the uh, guidelines. Generally speaking, there's well, at least yeah, two. You, well, you don't always see the guideline on two sides, but it should the margin should be pretty close to the, that size, yes. Yep, but we here at PSE have seen several sheets that have been trimmed down to try to make them nice and sharp and clean sort of like the same way that they do with baseball cards to make their corners nice and sharp they yeah. trim them down well you know anecdotally i was looking for a nice used sheet uh a year or two ago and i um, i searched through dealer stocks and i encountered a dealer who had of all things over 40 of them, well, which is, you used know, used, or used. Wow. And he was basically just, every time he saw one, he'd put it away. And they weren't, they were not something that he would normally show to a customer. He was just basically storing them away because he knew they were unusually uh, scarce. And so he was just kind of banking them, I guess. Anyway, he's, he let me pick one, and uh, I went through, and uh, of all the ones that were in decent shape, only one of them was untrimmed. Wow. So very, very uh, hard to find used and untrimmed, obviously. I have actually never seen a used one, but I've seen and I collect all the uh, imprints, uh -huh. you know, trying to find all the imprints. Those are cool. And, uh, you know, you pick them up, but the uh, an entire unused sheet... That's interesting. Well, I've actually got two or three, one of which I think has first day cancels on it. One's still on piece, on a, a large package piece. And yeah. and I think uh, I may, may have more than three. 
Um, and then at least one Show of them off. is off. One of them is off, uh, off cover. So, um, but I do find them interesting. I, I kind of shy away from first day cancels and things like that. Um, but a lot of times, unusual items like this are difficult to find any other way. Uh, how do you grade a white plane sheet? Well, that is more art than science, isn't it? Because obviously there are not only 25 stamps, you have to deal with salvage in addition to that. So uh, it's more of a general how well centered is the sheet? Is it crisp? Does it have folded perforations? Uh, that sort of thing. And then you're looking for nicks and, and wrinkles and things like that throughout the sheet. But aside from flaws, if you're just looking at the stamps, let's say you have a sound sheet, are you looking at the, uh, at the edges of the outside stamps? Or are you looking at each individual stamp to make sure it's well-centered? Well it kind of, it, it's a combination of both. Um, you, you basically want, and you're not going to find a sheet where all of the stamps on the sheet are perfectly centered or even the same centering. Uh, such was the perforating technology back then. And so what you're looking for is an overall feel. You don't want a row of stamps that's, say, grades fine and then another row grades superb. You can't, you can't say the sheet's fine, but at the same time you can't say it's superb. So you kind of you have to look at it and kind of average it and then adjust for, like I said, any other kind of faults, you know, per, uh, folds or perf separations, stains, edge tears, things like that. Now, some of the sheets have a, uh, a diagonal notch out of one corner That's and correct. others don't. That's correct. Um, is there a preference one over the other? There's no preference, although if it's in the right position, you have to have the notch. So if you're going to collect the position pieces, every every sheet that was, they were printed in, in sheets of four and then they were cut. And so each sheet of four is going to have, one of those panes is going to have a notch in it. And that was so that they could tell uh, which way to put the paper in the printing press. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Do you have an a used uh, sheet? I do not. I had one in the past and I've sold it. Oh. Mm. Now one nice thing is there's two uh there's two plate varieties on the sheet. There's uh two uh two different printing one uh two different printing plates, one on each in a different position have a dot in uh in the inscription on the on one position of the sheet and so those sheets are slightly more collectible the dot is in the salvage not on the stamp. no it's it's in the s I dot over s dot variety o or dot in s dot over s something like that yeah on a stamp on a stamp yeah oh. i think it's position eight on one sheet and 11 on the other and they're two different plates oh interesting and if are, you is the dot in the same place can you tell the two stamps apart from each other if you had them side by side yes oh and if you uh, if you remove the stamps from this souvenir sheet, uh, other than those two positions or a position with attached salvage, uh, you would not be able to tell it from the issued sheet stamp because mm -hmm. they they use the same trans the same die to make the plates for both the sheet stamp and the souvenir sheet. So if if you have a plate block of six, 
Are there certain plate numbers that you know were associated with the souvenir sheet that would not be on the sheet of 100? Of course. Oh, yeah, and not only that, but the plate number is smaller. It's not normal size let, uh, numbering. It's a smaller font that they use. Right, and it also uh, occurred, yeah. It, if you had a plate number single, yes, you could you could tell that from a sheet stamp by the number. Cool. What's the next souvenir sheet that came out? Are we all the way up to the uh, APS sheets? Uh, no, I think we're 1947, which would be the oh, fifth. Oh, what about internet. 1934, the Farleys? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the the uh, the 10-cent National Parks souvenir sheet. Plus the... No, 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 the, the Century of Progress. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have yeah, the Century of Progress, and you have the uh, one cent and the three cent, and then... Yeah, 766, 767. Right, and then you have the National Parks sheet. Right. Yeah. And so, again, uh, they use the same transfer for the uh, century of progress but you can tell them apart obviously because they're imperforated right and uh the postmaster farley was widely criticized was he not for the abundance of these sheets oh yeah he everybody went to town on him he you know he did a lot for stamp collecting well i think that was partly but he was he was criticized a lot too but that was also partly at the behest of franklin roosevelt too yeah um because FDR was a, a stamp collector, and his postmaster general wanted to earn brownie points with the president. So, yeah. I mean, does it does it really surprise anybody that he would start doing weird stuff to just kind of promote stamp collecting? And but one might say that he was kind of self promoting because his name is plastered all over those sheets. <laughs> yeah, it is now, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's well associated with that. Well, I've never seen, I mean, I've seen Farley signed zillions of uh, parks, but he never signed any of the Century Progress stamps. Uh, I actually have some Farley signed sheets that I'm going to be uh, putting up on eBay soon that are signed by him and also by uh, the uh, governor of Hawaii and the former um, mayor of Honolulu. Oh, which sheet? Um, it's the, um, let's see, I believe it's the 730 and the 750 the parks right okay the parks and and the and i believe the one cent yeah so century of progress. so century of progress uh souvenir sheets and i don't have much out, to them you know what what it was about those guys that that tied them all together and it turns out that they're that all three of them are very were very high up in the uh, democratic party they were um uh i guess farley was an ex-party platform chair or or, mm -hmm. or a democratic chair and the other two guys were also uh, really important in the Democratic uh, Party. Getting and all so, political here. Yeah, it must have been some sort of um, uh, political get-together that they were all three there to sign these sheets. Yeah, makes sense. So, but, yeah, because right in a row they came out with the Century of Progress, two of them. Then they came out with the Parks, two of them. Then they came out with the uh, Bird Expedition, one of them. Then they did them again with uh, Outgum. And then they did the Ten Cent for the APS show. I mean, like right in a row. So I, I got a little more information. Uh, a souvenir sheet is a small sheet of stamps issued for a specific commemorative purpose and having a commemorative inscription or artwork in its border. Some confusion results from the British use of the term miniature sheet to describe what is called in the U.S. a souvenir sheet. U.S. terminology reserves the use of miniature sheet to describe a small sheet of stamps that is not commemorative in nature. That makes sense. 
Oh, so that's like uh, the the two dollar Monroe, Monroe or Madison? Which Madison? One? Madison. The two dollar Madison was not a souvenir sheet; it was a miniature sheet. Yes. Yeah. Most interesting. So, um, Scott number. At least I hope it is for people who are listening. Yeah, Scott number seven ninety seven, which is the ten cent park, I believe. Mm-hmm. Would that be a mini sheet or souvenir sheet? No, it has an inscription in it that uh, commemorates uh, an event. No, the only miniature sheet I can think of is the $2 Bureau of Engraving and Printing one there. Well, that actually commemorates an event. It's the 100th anniversary of the Bureau of Engraving and Printing. Is that printed in the border, though? Well, first of well, all, yeah. first of all, that's not a commemorative event. That's not an event. Well, it kind of initially be, was events, but then it kind of... Uh, it's still, yeah, it's, it changed a little bit, so it's not an actual physical event. It's more of a uh, psychological event. It, it's a, it, it's a anniversaries are are now considered events, whereas uh, before you had to have a gathering of some sort, I guess. Well, that's what I would think an event is. An event is like uh, an event, and a non-event is a non-event. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'm clear. Well, but, that. Now yeah. instead, but now instead of events, it's more like, um, oh, crud, I just had the word and I started talking and it went away. Well, put, a t- put a tube sock in it. <laughs> I will. <laughs> okay, so uh, what other souvenir sheet? Well, the, um, the classic U.S. stamp sheet obviously is a souvenir sheet. I was thinking it wasn't, but it is because it was for... Pacific nineteen or Pacific two thousand whatever it is two thousand six or two thousand seven. What was the event over in New York? Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. That's it. My numbers are off. The World Stamp Expo. Yeah. Because they had a large number of souvenir sheets there. They were also issued in sheet form. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So let's see what other souvenir next next you week know, we're in, going to inter- discuss. Interestingly enough, when I was a very very newbie beginner, I naively thought that I would collect souvenir sheets of the world. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and if anybody has tried that, they will be very quick to realize that there are about uh, fourteen gazillion. Yeah, from just Grenada. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it, it was uh, it was a very big very uh, difficult thing to tackle and I uh, did not tackle it well so I found something else to collect. Well I'm going to start collecting 19th century souvenir sheets. I think I have a complete collection. (laughs) (laughs) Have to double check. Are you talking just in the US or are you talking worldwide? Uh, Let's go worldwide. Well then you you probably are not complete. Well what what is a souvenir sheet issued in the 1800s from someplace. It's probably a British royal wedding. I, don't, I can't think of one from the 1800s. Everybody just flip through their Scots oh, catalogs here. Oh, I take that back. So the first souvenir sheet is claimed to be a sheet of 10 stamps issued by Luxembourg in 1906 to commemorate the ascension or the accession of Grand Duke William IV to the throne. So, oh, Grand Duke William IV. You know, so, you know what he's famous for. Duking it out. Co-inventor of the tube sock. <laughs> so your collection is complete. My complexion. Your complexion? My. <laughs> <laughs>
My 19th century collection of souvenir sheets is indeed complete, with a grand sum total of zero. Well, now you better start collecting something else. Yeah. As long as it's not dirty tube socks. <laughs> How are we on time? Oh, we got lots of it. Oh, God. You want to flip it open to another one? Sure. How about if I no, grab I'm gonna, it? I'll, I'll, throw, I'll throw a souvenir sheet out there. What about the duck stamp souvenir sheets? Oh. Oh, yes. Because those don't really commemorate anything they're specific. They're not actually. They just those, started. They're not technically souvenir sheets. They actually call those miniature sheets. Pain of one. Yeah, pain of one. They call them pain of one, yeah. Yeah. We, we've kind of confused the issue by calling them a souvenir sheet of one, but they're actually a pain of one. Uh-huh. Maybe we should start a collection of souvenir sheet selvage. Like I said, I did that with the uh, white plane sheets. I collect the white uh, white plane sheet selvage. Buy it whenever I can see it. And I've got a lot of them, too. But after grabbing as much as I do, I still don't have a complete outline. <laughs> the corners are in- incredibly difficult to get. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun, but now the time has come to go. If this still clown was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. Some other time. Return to send up. Return to send up. Thank you for joining us. This has been Cash, Scott, Tom, and I'm your host, Dawn. Continue the conversation at Stamp Show Here Today on Facebook. You can ask us questions, see pictures of the stamps, make comments, and add to the conversation on Facebook. You can also ask the experts your stamp questions at bluepaper at gradingmatters.com. You can listen to all of our past podcasts at stampshowheretoday.com, podbean.com, iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast listening platform. And as always, keep collecting. This episode of Stamp Show Here Today is brought to you by the Philatelic Book of Secrets, the book that teaches you about repurse, regums, color varieties, and much more. Get yours for $10 at www.philatelicsecrets.com today. Worst episode ever. Oh, not even close.